Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like, combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until of course something dramatic happens, and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with GEICO. It's easier than you think. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a karate teacher to trim their hedges. Man, these shrubs are not made of plywood. Don't worry, another few chops should do it. Yeah! Nope! Yeah! Dang! But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Oh, this treehouse looks like particle board. Yeah! There we go. I'm starting to doubt myself. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Music playing. Time is moving on now. Let me see music playing right now. Turn it down. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you live. I'm here with Papa Joe. Say hi, Papa Joe. Hey, everybody. How's yeah. it going? Yeah, it, I was looking at it. The but I... It's hard for me to describe what I'm seeing, even when I'm in my best, uh, you know, at my best I can do it. But I have this software for broadcasting live, and it was flashing live. It was going, but time wasn't moving. Oh, and I haven't figured out how to stop time from moving yet. <laughs> yes, right. You, yeah. you, would, you would be a gajillionaire. Oh, I would be, yeah, I'd be a time lord. I guess someone, if you, you control time, you control the world. You control everything. But, um, yeah, and it says it was live. It says it was going. Maybe it wasn't recording. Maybe it wasn't oh, recording. Hey. Yeah. And, yeah, and I had to cancel all the stuff I wrote, which is good. I canceled all the stuff I wrote. So if you are listening, if anybody's listening live, the phone number... Where's the phone number? Is 407-392-4563. That's calling domestically. I am so sorry. I didn't publish my Skype number. That is my Skype number, but you can call it on your regular phone. No, it would be no to- toll charges, at least not for me. And that's 407-392-4563. That if, uh, you know, I don't know if people... Joe, I don't know if there's even a market for people li- listen to a live show. Because um, we're th- this is the, I mean, first of all, the reason podcasts are great, you don't have to listen to them the time they're that they're made. You know, Joe. Yeah, it's almost like a it's almost like a live call in radio show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if someone's listening and and someone's calling, uh, it depends what kind of people are listening. When I say what kind of people are calling and listening, I'm talking about, ah, I worry about if they're that. if they're interested in, in calling. We did have a I, I did have a live one last week listening to a show, but they they didn't call in. I don't know if they I would. Were, they were. I scared. should check the number. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it in, and maybe at least you'll hear something. Maybe I'll have I have it here, but um. Last week we were I was signing off for two minutes. I was asking Steve. Uh, Steve, did you? Yeah. Were you on the same show with Steve once? No. Well, is he also a bartender? Nope. 
He's nope, a risk. I was not on the show. He's a Rick. Uh, he he uh, analyzes risk for I think something like that. For I should know that. I should know exactly what he does. But he he works very. It doesn't sound exciting his job, but he has an exciting business. He does his life is exciting, and uh, he's the owner of Key Largo Comics. What am I looking for? I'm looking for a phone number. I should just call the phone number. Four zero seven. I am. Technology eludes me, Joe. Yeah, that's what happens as we get older. Oh, stop it, man. Oh, now just get I'm used to it. Four zero seven. Four zero seven. Of course, the technology that you're bitching about is a cell three, phone. Three nine two. <laughs> four five six three. Four five six three. Okay, this is supposed to be the number of her show, and you would hear it. Skype number. Okay, good. Um, I'm going to put it near my... Here we go. I'll put it on the speaker. Here's... here's. We'll find out. I don't even know if I have a message on it. Oh, someone is calling. That's me. Good. Well, I, mean, I should be answering my own question. So it does work. So I'm just going to hang up on me. Or Hang there's up on an yourself. arrow. I wonder if I put an arrow on what that does. Uh, I don't know what that means. I'll find. Ooh. Someone does call Joe. We may have a problem. Why is that? Because <laughs> I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do afterwards. There's there's a symbol. There's one for picking up. But I don't want to pick up and lose you. So there's one with an arrow. And I'm assuming the arrow, this is my limited understanding of technology, is to mean we're going to merge the phone calls. Right? Oh, well, listen, I'll, the worst you can do is drop someone. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah I know, me, but it's, it's funny. Uh, yeah, merged. I, I saw the arrow, and the more I think of it, the more I realize that's the merge. That's the only other option it would be. And I, the, the other thing is I'm not sure how many people I can link up. I wonder if I can have, like, six people talking at the same time. Like you start talk talk over me, like I talk over you all the time. I talk over you right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk. So, you talk. Okay, over go me. ahead. Talk. Talk over Just me. Keep on talking. But uh, I've got news for you. So if you're going to have all these arrows and and digits and gadgets, um, probably would have been good to know that before this show started no no part of the thing of the show is that i um is uh, they're learning this is what an old guy does with technology and stuff like that yeah i just told oh a friend God. of mine i was talking to a friend of mine lee sharp who's been on the show too and i said lee i'm using this technology as soon as it comes available <laughs> i have no idea this technology's been around for like 30 years maybe i don't know not necessarily not the internet because we did have a discussion about how uh uh, the internet came about, like how quickly people went from no clue what the fuck internet was to it's in everyone's, you know, everyone has an email address, right? Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was like a wildfire. You went from like, what is this thing to suddenly everyone's doing business on it and people are, are uh, you know, can't live without it. 
Well, and it's not that the, long ago, is it? Yeah, it was. Well, with the Echo, people said, oh, yeah, we're going to put a multinational huge corporation, allow them to put a speaker and, and a microphone in our house. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah, then we're going to have our thing. TV, or TV's going to be able to broadcast pictures of you. No fucking way. We're, we're going to lie that. <laughs> got the, I, right here I have where, yeah, I could have someone from Iran listen to me right now. The... Um, Remember, well, we haven't had that Iranian. I wonder if they got, they may have been killed. You know? Well, which one? Would they be killed? I mean, would they be killed listening to me? Am I that subversive? Because all I did was the little chant one time, a couple times. You know the chant. Oh, all you'd have to do is be critical of the current. I think that uh, whoever was playing that would be a subversive. And there would probably be a, uh, you know, a, a fatwa on your head as well as the people listening to you. I Why think, not? Hey, it's, oh, a, I don't, it's a part, buddy. It's no, a then, I'm not party. Gonna, Why not? I'm not. Sal, Salman Rushdie, they, they barely got, they barely threatened, they threatened Salman Rushdie. They put a, that, they're not going to, they're not going to waste their time on me. The only thing you have to do is not to be caught like hunting and hiking in their mountains. You know, like they did with their three college kids. <laughs> yeah, we took a. What were they bringing oh, Bibles over? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's no, good... no, they literally took a wrong turn. Oh. Oh, they took a long, oh. wrong turn. No, they were just walking. They were walking. They ended up in some ravine that ended up. Um. Oh, thank in, you. In Iran, and and then, oh my God, you know, they're spies. That's this is the way totalitarian governments work. Soon probably ours so that's that's what happened there oh well uh, yeah what i'm saying is that um what the hell were we saying about that i have no idea we were talking about was it the iranians getting arrested oh yeah but not being subversive i sent out a signal you know i sent the message to him was the you know that at the end <laughs> and that <laughs> I had no message of solace for them how to, you know, they had their, they had tried to have their revolution and we didn't do anything about it. So, uh, the second revolution, right? So, um, so Iran, uh, Helsinki, Finland, you know, Finland, Helsinki, we had a big uptick in, in, uh, listeners there. Um, it was Iceland, like a couple of weeks before, and then. Are you there? Yeah, I'm just wondering. In Iceland, are we still trying to buy that? Where was that? Greenland. Greenland. We were trying to buy in Greenland. Iceland. <laughs> there's a lot of people there. In Greenland, you just have like half the people living in Greenland are actually American servicemen, right? And the rest are just insane. Yeah, I mean the Green Greenland. You have, uh, you know, they have that Thule, that base in Thule, Greenland, and that's. But what are we talking about? Uh, it'd be nice. It would be nice to have a. I mean, I don't even know if Greenland has their own internet exchange. They may be like off Nova Scotia or something like that, right? Oh, you mean like an ISP that ends in like instead of US? Yeah, yeah. Or I UK wonder. If, for I wonder if we could get. Well, that'd be great. We got a feature. We got a feature. Greenland. Yeah, they're. Recent, I mean, winter starts for them. Uh, what next week? 
Um, no, no. I think the question is, you know, what? summer. Summer. Is oh, it yeah. summer like a month? A month long. It was a month ago. Yeah, and it, uh, it's like everything melts, and all the mosquitoes or flies come out. I seen a horrible thing about it. like, just like one time a year, you really don't want to be in Greenland. So, when it's everything's melting. Yeah, I wonder if they have the mosquitoes like in Maine, those big giant mosquitoes. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, there's. I'm sure there's things to see in Greenland and stuff like that. A lot of stuff, but um, what the hell? Yeah, it's funny with the. My friend was calling. We were talking about technology, and we're talking. I'm thinking of the people. People actually, it doesn't really matter. It's like a radio. You have a really good radio signal, and every so often, some somebody's going to come across it on the internet. And just some reason, for some reason, there's someone in Eastern Russia, right? Eastern Russia, <laughs> right? That you're. People don't understand the vastness of Russia, the the, the country. Now, I'm not talking about their asshole leader, Putin, but that country is so huge. It's a, how many time zones they have, 12, 13 time zones, some crazy amount of time zones. And, Joe, like someone's out there near Urkuts. I know Urkuts because of that game. What was that game? Right. Risk. And Urkuts. <laughs> Yeah. Irkuts was in the <laughs> eastern part of Russia, and there's someone there saying, "You know what? There's not. I'm really used up all my entertainment. What's this Keith's bartender have to offer?" <laughs> yeah. So they said there, and then there's someone uh, like Mozambique. Someone just got internet in Mozambique, and they are looking at it, and they go, "Oh." Key Largo. They were just listening to song Key Largo or something like that. Yeah. Or, or, or like the Beach Boys. And they just turned the show on. We, so we got a listener there. One in Tibet. We had a listener in Tibet. Right? No China. A, a very Not a little China. A very little China. Which is weird. More India. Like there's Indians. Well. Indians don't really have a problem with I mean, they're not offended, I guess, because the listenership of uh, Indians have gone up, right? In China, oh, just why would they be stagnant. offended? I, I've never said anything about China. So, and India. No, but you know, China, China does have that little issue with uh, not a completely open internet. Uh, they've been known to shut it down. Uh, but India, you know, English is a very common language in India. Yeah, so thought, why wouldn't? I, I thought there was just going to be like enough. Chinese because of the span. I mean, they speak. There's there's more Chinese that speak English than there are people that live in the United States, probably. Right. Probably. How Something about like South that. Korea? Anything and, anything ever pop up with South Korea? South Korea, we got some in South Korea and stuff like that. Taiwan. Ah, good. You know, Eastern the Eastern peoples are used to more, I think, more discipline, and they may find me an undisciplined broadcaster. You know, well, I would, I would, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> we're all part we're of all my charm is part of my, wait a second. I'm disciplined enough to have 321 episodes. 
over three years. Well, there's discipline, and then there's discipline. I, I think the discipline that oriental, like a bad case, that oriental, of, like herpes. Oriental, you just said oriental. Joe. No, the ori the oriental mindset that discipline the, the mindset. mindset. I would say Asian is discipline. I mean, Americans, we're just all the fuck over the place. We're not culturally disciplined, really, but well, business-wise, we are. I am the king of the melting pots, I think. I'm the king of the melting pot. I got to admire, I admire the Oriental culture because um, I don't you feel said safe. I don't feel comfortable saying the, the word. I'd rather say an Asian. But they're... Okay, a, we can say Asian. I But I, I don't them. think... They're I don't just, think a Chinese wants to be lumped in with a Korean or a Korean with no, a Japanese no, no, no. or someone no. from Singapore, You're, even though Singapore had a lot of ethnic Chinese. You are correct. I would Malaysian, never say, for example, Indonesian. I would. No, I, when I was in South Korea, uh, you, what you didn't want to do was make any comparisons to Japan. When I'm around and used to be quite a bit around Japanese businessmen, you wanted to make no comparis- comparisons to the Koreans. Uh, because culturally they've had their differences. Yeah. So I would imagine the Chinese um, and other European, other Asian uh, countries, you know, they, they're autonomous peoples and, and they're entitled, entitled to the respect and acknowledgement for who they are in the country they live in. So, you know, it all goes to this. Yeah. You know, okay. if, if we're just going to lump everyone of the same color or perhaps facial features in one like, oh, you're just Oriental. No, they're they're different peoples with different cultures and different. I know, I know. Um, uh, I mean, and I'm, I know, I know people from other cultures when they look. Let's say if you're from the continent of Africa, that you look north and you see the Europeans, they may not see a difference between a Chinese, uh, Chinese, or um, let's say uh, someone from France or someone from England. You know what I mean? Right. They, they don't see a difference. So, well, actually, they there really is not that big a difference between those. But for some reason, the Germans really had a problem with how certain people at one time Germans had a problem with how the you know where people are from, and it's weird how they, it's segmented and stuff like that. But now, culturally, culturally, everyone's different. I mean, I put on the I like I said the crazy thing. I put the microphone in my room in my place, the Amazon, and um, I listened to, I was making dinner tonight and I started to play French kind of contemporary music. I asked them to play, right? Interesting. Yeah, I can get anything. I can get Polish mountain music. I can get, you know, Mongolian throat singers or whatever, stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Whatever stuff that comes out there, you know, class 1800. Uh, you know, classic music from the 1800s, and whatever you want. You got it. You have it here. So, I mean, there's nothing, you know, you see stuff and you see stuff from China. You look, watch uh, some some really beautiful places. They got we see all the time. We were exposed so much to other places now. Right? So it's not weird to watch news. I remember being, I thought it was weird years ago when I went to, on a, uh, I was on a trip to Jamaica, and in my hotel room, I'm watching Good Morning 
I think it was Erie, Pennsylvania. Right? <laughs> and I'm yeah, thinking, who the hell? Not what I would think that you'd want to see. I mean, if I'm in Erie, Pennsylvania, I don't know if I want to be watching Good Morning Erie, Pennsylvania. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, in I, Jamaica, I'm, of all yeah. places. Yeah, and I see it. It looks like, you know, they have the fake paneling behind them and stuff. It looks like it's someone's basement. Good morning, well, look, Erie. even in Italy, I when mean, I would go I, to I, Italy, you can turn yeah. on I didn't, I haven't a dedicated had any listeners channel. To Erie. I'm just, there's going to be, I think there's very going to, if we ever get any listeners, a decent amount of listeners, then there's going to be whole swaths of places don't listen to us because of the, the shit I say, you know? There's towns I drive through, I've seen, I've been in towns, and people call Hey, people used to call Philadelphia shithole, Joe. I love Philadelphia. Well, I'm sure there's parts. Are I there love, not parts I, of Philadelphia I love, that I are love Philadelphia. I'm sure shit-holy? there's people who call it shithole. But I drove through so many towns that are shitholes. And I go, in the United States. In the United States. And I can Fine. understand. It's their shithole. You can't say shit about it. Right? Well, yeah, you, you can. <laughs> but you're probably going to get an anger response it, yeah, because yeah. you're right. It's well, their Erie's, shithole. Erie's one you know? of those places. I always thought Erie was. Anything like, I hate to say it, the Great Lakes because here, you know, just we Americans don't have a really good history in the last, you know, 100 years of keeping things clean, you know? The Ohio, yeah, the Ohio River. I'll tell you, the Ohio River. Every, someone always talks about the Ohio River. I hear people talk about the Ohio River. First, it's so industrialized along the Ohio River. Just like Delaware River. It was filthy. You know? Well, like were, we like like uh, sewage. That's where all of our sewage went. Yeah. I mean, Industrial was, waste? Why not? What else were they going to do with it? Was it then? near Cleveland or Pittsburgh? Uh, in the 1800s, a river caught fire. <laughs> well, you throw enough oil in it, why not? No, it was just all this chemical and stuff like that. And it just, that was a normal thing they did. It was amazing the shit they used to throw in. Because I guess industrial, if you think about industrialization, how quickly that occurred, right? It was like 1700s. How many things were really polluted? You had some big cities, right? You had Paris, you had London, right? Yeah, yeah but the Germany. pollution in the in the 1600s is human waste. Yeah, human waste. Come is, the Industrial is, is Revolution, incredible. now it, you it, got incredible. oil, you got no, but you got a you million got people. The, if you got a million people, you got unless you have torrential dam, downpours all day, every day, it's going to be filthy. These big cities, but industrialization course. sped that up, and people didn't start thinking, well, where are we going to put all this stuff? And they started pouring, and they thought, well, we can never poison the rivers enough, right? But you know what? The British and the French, can, the, the British with the Thames and the French with the Seine, in the, in the late 1700s probably could say, well, uh, yes, you can put too much in a river. Right? Yeah. yeah they definitely said it in Venice. Um, and then we have eventually said it in the 70s in the United States. It only took the 70s, 
you know, yeah. the Clean Water Act and the yeah. Environmental Protection Agency creation. It only took us till 1970. So at least, you know, we thought of it then. Unfortunately, we're dismantling it day by day now. So, you know, the future will be like, I don't know if some of us are old enough to remember the 70s. It was a nasty, our big no, but they're nasty. Dead. You know what? I, I, I truly believe that there's certain people, whether ill or not, there's there's people that believe opposite of the politics I believe in that have long-term views, right? But there's a lot of people out there that have very short-term. If it doesn't happen in their lifetime, it doesn't happen, Right? Right. They they can't they don't care about the future as far as I don't believe how any of these people that believe right in now. the afterlife could do any shit like that and they said, you know, you're gonna be showing all if you believe in all this stuff, then they're gonna be playing the greatest hits of everything you did forever. You know? Well then we'll get into the Yeah. Then we'll get into the topic of their belief is really just for show. Yeah, yeah. They're not true believers or true followers in a, in a theocracy. They're, well, they're just bullshit artists. So, some, it, some, you know. I mean, I, I believe some are and some, I believe there's some people that don't, you know, they only believe what's like happening in front of them and what happens in their time frame is all that happens. Like they don't care what they happened care, before Jim. them. Yeah, of course and, they don't funny, care. You're supposed to live in the presence because that's where all life is. It happens now. Right. Their entire view is the end of the world. If we're talking about Christianity or modern well, Christians, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm just so talking if, about if they live so in the world. They live in the present. They don't uh, care. They live in the presence because they're some people are selfish. So there's nothing really that occurred before them, other than the mythology they created, and there's nothing that happens after it. Because if they did were concerned about it, they do. They realize that whatever they do now is going to be something that. Okay. Well, I wanted to ask you a question, Joe. Ask. Go ahead. Have you ever had a bad interview? Have you ever been on a bad interview? As the interviewee. That is a good question, and I. Well, I've never been. Turned down for a job I've interviewed, but I have to. The caveat is I haven't in my lifetime interviewed, you know, for dozens upon dozens of jobs, you know, mm-hmm. but I've been nervous. Have I had a bad? Oh, there's been interviews I thought did not go well, um, but uh-huh. as it turns out, they must have because I got hired. Uh-huh. That's, that's my answer. There you go. Oh, that's a good. Okay. That's good. Um, I. Um... I feel now whenever I get the opportunity, I get to talk to somebody. If I interview for, when I interviewed for a job, if I got to talk to anybody in the organization that makes decisions, I'm I'm usually hired. I'm usually hired. Now that's the thing about getting to see people. You got to get through the gatekeeper sometime, but right. I, I'm surprised how few people really know how to interview like know how to dress like if you're if you're interviewing for a job as a dishwasher you don't have to dress like you do at the end of the night if you're a dishwasher you know (laughs) 
right? You know, but uh, it, you don't have to. We, we're, <laughs> no, you're, and I post. I I'll post a picture. I got John C. Riley and Will Ferrell in their tuxedos. But I mean, be presentable. You know, show them that you know that you know how how to bathe. And I'm not talking about just dishwashers. And I'm being sarcastic because there's people that come in for server jobs, and I've seen come in for as a salesperson. I've I've worked as a salesperson for industry and all that. Uh, it's amazing how some salespeople were. It was amazing how I was a couple of times, but you, I mean, grooming and hygiene is so important. Right? Yeah, I would agree, especially if you're going to be in any exposure. Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitts in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. Exposure to the public. I don't care if you're a police officer or if you're in the restaurant business, if you're a bartender. The first thing I think of, and I'll thank my dad for this, is your hands. Yeah. And he was a salesman. He worked yeah. for Sears. And, and he sold, of all things, he sold construction and building materials. And then he moved on later in his career to being the manager of the furniture department, as one does at Sears. But mm-hmm. he always had his hands manicured. Mm-hmm. And he was meticulous about wearing, not expensive, but suits that at least fit and gave a proper business presentation. Wow. And that was including when he worked at building materials. If he worked in the store as opposed to going out and actually building something he was in a suit and the reason is people would come in and ask questions and he'd have to write up this is back when sears actually did construction he would write these orders up whether it was you're buying new windows you're buying awnings he was in a suit because he was representing sears and that was mindset no one Uh had to tell him that so you go for a job as a police officer well the first thing i did when i went was I made sure my hands were presentable. I made sure that I have grease under my nails. I also went in a suit and tie. I don't. I don't think for a uh, a server position, you know, a suit and tie would probably be necessary. It wouldn't hurt because what you're doing is one, you're showing the person you're going to sit before a little respect that you took the time, you thought enough about them to present yourself in a business attire. You know, if someone showed up in a suit to interview as a bartender, I would think that. But I'd also think I better get the police report because this guy could be a serial killer. Because that's like I said, it's true. But who are you trying? It's like, what are you trying to do, buddy? There was there. My father, my father, my father used to work for the Philadelphia prison system. He was a. uh, instructor in life skills right and listen people if you need any life skills you could give us a call okay and i'm if you're listening right now i'm going to give them the number if i can find it it's 407 39 wait 392 no it's not yeah wait god damn see this is the thing 392 4563 407 392 4563 
and I promise not to lose lose Papa Joe. But um, he was my dad worked for the Philadelphia prison systems, and he was just saying it's important how important it is to be presentable, how important it is uh, to show up on time. And he says, but he said he had to tell people not to bring people um, to their interview with him. What? Yeah, some people Who bring does? bring their friends. No, you go. <laughs> my dad, my dad used to be a general manager for the circuit board company, right? This circuit board company. And he said people would come in and interview when they bring their friends. And he goes, are both of you interviewing? He goes, no, only I am. He goes, why is he here? You know, up for support. <laughs> it's like, are yeah. they going to be here every day? That would be a character flaw. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Our no, positions no. are full. Yeah, no. You, no, you go alone. I would say that's a, that's, that should be a rule. If you're going to go to an interview, you go alone. Yeah, you only have to like you only have to count for your behavior when you go by yourself. So, be careful, answer questions, look presentable, and you'll you'll do fine, right? In most of course you will. Some, of them, some of them are a little more, you know, people need your strategy. If you're getting a headhunting type position where you have to, you know, CEO or CFO, you might have to have, you know, some interesting questions coming your way. But I, I told you about the guy that came to interview for a job at the Encore as a sous chef. And okay. the guy sitting there waiting for the manager and my buddy, the sushi guy, sitting next to him. I mean, he's not sitting next to him. He's he's standing next to me. The sushi bar and the and the regular bar were all continuous. They were all connected. So Joe, would, uh, the guy that was here looking for a job, he's looking at the wall of uh, whiskeys we have. There's, actually, there's one wall that's all scotch, right? And he goes, boy, you have a nice selection of scotch. And he picks doers, right? You know, doers. Oh, after all that. And and the guy, the sushi guy goes, Jim, I don't know you, but I have never been on an interview where I have ha- haven't had a drink in my hand. And he was being sarcastic. <laughs> he you're, says, you're, yeah. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Your, your interviewee. Is sitting at the bar, and he orders a drink. Yeah, he orders. Yep, and he pays. Oh. He he pays up and crumble up dollar bills and change from his oh, pocket. My God, yeah. And you know what? Bad that move. that part that part never even made it into the process, right? So he gets it. He's drinking that, and then when he sees the manager walk in, he realizes. Damon. Uh, the, looks at him and stuff and Damien told me like a, a couple you know like a couple minutes after the guy left he goes oh we got almost got in a fight at this local bar there's a guy yeah this guy was mouthing off to the manager he didn't know you know you gotta be careful if you're looking you might be looking for a job you may want to manage your reputation a little better so he didn't get he didn't even get to the we didn't even get to talking about the scotch or the crumpled up dollar bills or anything like that you know, I they hired a they hired a they eventually hired another sous chef. The guy was like six foot eight, right? He 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 used to he he told me he he wrestled professionally, 
but he had a drug problem, so he could have been lying. I don't know. He was the guy that had me drive him up to Homestead. Oh, God. The one that told me that he was selling his boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I didn't know. I just found out like a couple weeks ago when they're talking about a boat down here, it's usually a drug deal. When who's talking about a boat? Like if you're going to say, I got to see somebody about a boat. Oh, yes, that is true. Yeah, I didn't know that. So so I'm driving a guy. Originally, I was, okay, listen to this. This is the guy that got hired, okay? This is not an interviewing technique, but this guy got hired. So he did everything right. But first he told me, like, in, in the space of four weeks, both his two grandparents died, which I don't believe, right? And he said he went to AA and did all this stuff and stuff, and he wanted to, eventually he wanted to, um, he wanted to ride down the marathon. And I told him I'd pick him up the next day. And we, he says, I want to talk to you about going to AA. I'm selling my boat. So I rode down the marathon. So I go, okay, uh, I don't get it, but I'll take him down. I had a convertible. I, he's an hour and a half late, right? Oh. I pick him up, and then he tells me, oh, we're going up to Homestead. And he doesn't tell me anything. I didn't realize. I'm like th- three, four months into AA. I drive up to Homestead. The guy goes to an apartment complex. It doesn't look like anybody bought a boat there at this apartment complex I went to. <laughs> I'm sitting in my car with the top down in a very run-down section of Florida City Homestead, right? He comes out. He smells like crack. Oh, he has to be driven to this motel. I drive to the parking lot of the motel. There's a woman in the parking lot going, hey, baby, you want a party? I'm like, oh, I guess I know who she is. And he gets out of the car, and he goes, I guess you don't want to wait around. And I go, well, I just figured out what this ride was about. You know, I drove you up to buy some crack and dropped you off to smoke it. So you can smoke it with this woman who's an independent, who's an independent contractor. Let's be, be nice. You're being kind. Yeah. yeah. And And then I go back home. I called my sponsor at the time, and then he, uh, the guy calls me back like an hour and a half before work. He wondered if I'd come up and pick him up. He Blue. still called you? Yeah, he called me. I said, I'm not picking him up. He goes, well, I'm not going to make it. Right, guys I said, I, okay. Guys and I called, yeah, I called up and said, hey. Damien, that guy's not going to start. He goes, why? Because I drove him up to Homestead to get some crack. <laughs> and he goes, you didn't do that. I said, I did it. I didn't know it was for the crack. And I go, I thought he might make his way back. And he goes, how was he going to make his way? Well, he could have took a bus or something. But I called him up. I said, I don't think that guy's going to be work out for you. <laughs> He's not going to be back. He says, oh, it's all right. He the second time, he said his house burnt down the day before. He didn't show up. So. Yeah, a, a typical drug dealer. I mean, a drug addict. A thousand excuses, never their fault. But hey, no, you know, but he got a job. With... He did everything. He... he just bullshitted well. I know the other poor guy just likes his scotch and he's a little mouthy. Yeah, well, you can't when when you have an eyewitness to to uh, you know a behavioral problem. You, you know. He's not going to bullshit his way out of that. 
here this guy no one really knows comes in. Yeah. And, you know, let's face it, he had a problem and he bullshitted his way into getting a job. But no, meaning, it didn't last meaning, long, did it? Meaning he knew how to get, he knew how to follow the interview thing. Like, you go to the interview, you go like, I mean, down here at least, when it comes to this restaurant thing, having a piece of paper in your hand, I think pretty much you have to do, all you have to do, this is so, my no, so I wouldn't have to, I would just fill out a short thing. This is my, you know, so they don't have to look at a thing. You print it out. You give a little thing of your references, right? Your experience. Right? Yeah. You drop that off. You just drop it off. He said, hey, do me a favor. Can you give this to your manager? Now, if you're looking, if you're a bartender, don't automatically trust the bartender to give you, give your you know what I mean? Because you could be interviewing for their job. Well, yeah, you don't know what the relationship is. If you got to be you a might, little exactly, less. Exactly. You might be taking his place. You got to ask yeah. for the manager. Hand your resume off to a management. Uh, you know. Yeah. Not a, Giving it to the bartender would be like giving it to a server. If one, it's inappropriate to give it to them. You're, well, they you're, they're not me. hiring you. They give it to me. They give it matter. to me all the time because I'm so old. They think, ah. Yeah, still. Still, it's not appropriate. They someone go in there and say, "Is is management in? I, may I speak to management? Yeah. What's so hard about that?" Yeah. Hiring and firing uh, really is the providence of management, yeah. Yeah. and not an employee. And you know what? The bigger the place, the more persistent you should be. Right? Yeah. You may have now, to be if you it's a bigger if you're place. doing this. <laughs> Down here, it's very easy to get a job. Did I say that right? Down here, it's very easy to get a job? Yeah, I don't know. And it's a little tougher to keep a job. If you're, How's it a little tougher? Well, if you're, if you're falling with the wrong people, it's a little tough to keep a job. Oh, well, okay. I'm just saying, you go in here, you, you, you could be hired within a week if you're flexible, right? And then keep on right. looking for it. You can look for your your better job. You know what I mean? There's some you get In stuck other words, in. Yeah. So as using one job as a stepping stone, yeah. you get a job and, and you continue to look for the better paying job. Yeah. You don't have to. Uh, once again, man. His phones are ringing off the hook. We know, we know it works. And and Lee, if you're there, remember what did I say that number was again? Four zero seven three nine two. God, you know it's funny. My eyes are worse and worse every day. Once again, getting old. Four zero seven three nine two four five six three four five six three. I've yet to have one person call in yet. Nobody, Joe. Hey, it's new. That's okay. It'll catch yeah. on. Why is that? What? And if oh, not, oh well. Yeah. If it doesn't catch yeah, on, yeah, I hear that do? telephone thing's catching on. You know, if you know how to do it. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe the live call, and maybe I have to have like five or six people lined up. But that would lose. I would lose the. Um, what would you call it, Joe? 
uh, you'd lose the spontaneity of having a random person you don't know call you. Yeah. Come on, it's got to be a the fun of it? and stuff like that. There's got to be a goofball. Okay, listen. If you're listening to this in the future, right, it's still important that you write down this number because if you're ever going to come across us live, then you go, I'm going to call this son of a bitch up and I'm going to tell him what I think. So it, this is the time. You're going to have to write this down, listener. Write this down. 407-392-4563. Or you go to Skype and you look up Keys Bartender. If you're on Skype, if you're from another country, right? Iran, Uzbekistan, India. And you could get, you could contact me, uh, send me a message. And I'll make sure you get the link and you can just call me then. Whatever the Skype link is. I haven't quite figured that out yet, how to... Well, I'm sure it's right there. I don't want to mess with it right now, Joe, because I'll probably hang up on you. Nah, don't mess with it. But I will say this. If you're from Erie, Pennsylvania, and you're listening to this, I got to say, I don't like your city. So call up and tell me what you think about that. Oh, you don't like it? You don't like Erie, Pennsylvania either? Or are you just parroting well, what I, don't. I said? I've never been there. I don't I've never either. Know. I've never either. I just didn't like Good Morning Erie. I'm so sorry. And I, I hope the guy, <laughs> guy's probably dead now. Um, I mean, he may have killed himself after what I saw of Erie, Pennsylvania. I mean, if you make it through the, if you make it through the winter. Uh, there, there was a comment. There was one of our guys, the Rastafarian guy I told you about, the white Rastafarian. Yeah. He said, I was racist as a child. Oh, he was healed. <laughs> well, I'm saying, wait, hey, I was going to say, hey, you're kind of a racist now. The shit you said about Michelle Obama being a man. You know, he said just because no. of her feet and her hands. And then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. Um, Oh, what the hell? Because how we know Melania. Doctor, how about the doctored photo? We know Melania. You know, Melania's a woman because we saw her boobies and her vajayjay. So we know her. Well, you know, she's with, all women with, because we with, saw all with of her Michelle, body. It gets worse. It gets yeah. worse, Jim, because with Michelle Obama, they've actually doctored pictures yeah. to make it look like she has junk between her legs. Like she has a bulge from a penis. Oh. And they've doctored those pictures. They've. It's just people who think that, and you know, and, and they're going to tell you, but I'm not a racist. No, but that was, when he not. said, "Funny, the way, an asshole." When he said, "I'm a racist," I go like this: Listen, it's a being a racist is a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior. You didn't. You're not born. You're not born one. You get. You have to learn it. You have to experience. You may have a bad experience, yes. Right, one bad experience, or you just could be because your parents are racist, right? That's a shame. That's usually, Man, I, I think, how it happens. Yeah. Look at that. Holy shit! What happened? I'm looking at someone climbing up a sequoia. Okay, well, listen. Forty-five minutes into it, <laughs> but I love that you're. If you if you were racist as a child, chances are you're probably racist as an adult. You're dumbass racist ass. But um, it's funny that the conversation was going on. I was just saying, hey, 
You can say all your stupid shit you want, except you can't say anything offensive, right? You can't say anything offensive, okay. but you know, and you can't offend somebody else. So they said, I have mixed well, what if nobody's here? And they said, what if nobody's here? And I said, I'm here. And someone can walk in. So, see, if you can't say it to everyone, don't say it to anyone. And if you can say it, and sometimes that's maybe not the good thing. Maybe they can say it to them. You know what I mean? It, honestly, do you think the people who have the more pronounced views like this gentleman, yeah. um, the, the word educated generally doesn't apply to those people types of individuals does it i mean it, there's exceptions to the rule i get it but there's in a general sense there. i i will in a general sense i uh, they're ignorant uh, people they're ignorant they're knuckle draggers they they don't they're lazy you know and 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 what kills me is so much of that is just tolerated because we look at them as ah he's just a dumbass and it, it perpetuates, it continues, and it's important that you said the things you said because sometimes you just have to remind people that, no, you're a dumb fuck. Stop saying shit like that in front of me. Go home. You know, lock yourself in the room. You know, be a hate monger or a, a, a racist dumbass all you want. Just not, You don't get to do that in front of me, and I'm glad you did that because – more of us need to do that. Well, no, and, no. Uh, and, well, well, listen, I'm not doing it trying to be a hero or anything like that. I'm no, just doing I know it. that. I'm just but... doing it because, first of all, the the optics of it. If you let that happen in front of you, first of all, you're saying to the person, well, I'm different when you're around. Nope, I'm not. I'm the same. So you want people to know. They said, listen, if I'm here, I don't just shut up. The, I learned that a long time ago, Joe. If I make a point about it before, they know not to say it. So it's not one of these things that I got to tell. Hey, look, there's there's a uh, there's a a family from Latin America. Why, you know, now that they know if I don't like any of it, then they'll I never have to say that because you won't say it around me. It's selfish, right? Yeah, it's selfish. But, but selfish. you're also listen. You're also thinking about that family from South America. Um, you yeah, know. but I'm no, I, I don't want to have to be there for that. And you know what? If I'm not there, no, and you know what? Maybe they'll know that they can't come into that place and do it at all. And there's a bunch of people like that. There's a bunch yeah, of people like well, that. Well, quite frankly, I, I, they should never go into your place of business and uh, I, because who needs it? Yeah. Because what's going to happen? What's going to happen? There's going to be a rift. Someone gets offended. Then there's going to be an argument. And who are they going to turn know what? to? Or ultimately, there are places who's going to have to break up the fight? You You're going to have funny? to break up the fight. It's funny. It's like the reverse segregationist. Right? Right. Where, I guess back then, they used to say, hey, listen, there's people for your kind. There's a place for your kind. I mean, but it's not right. here. Well, like we're saying, like yeah. this, there's a place for your kind, but it's not here. They go the KKK meetings down the street. Yeah, or or just the ignorant racist meeting is not yeah, here. What, go whatever. away. Yeah, it's down yeah. the street. It's someplace it's, else. Wherever you thought it, where it's going to be, it's not not at all. Ultimately, place. Is it, that's really kind of what we're looking at right now. It, 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 it melted down, and it's 
it's this nation is really the voices have come up and said, uh, not here, not now, and we're tired of it, and it's got to go away. That's really what's going on because that's how people are feeling. Yep. I don't want to be around it, man. If I, you know, growing up in law enforcement, you're confronted with all kinds of attitudes, not just with cops, because cops are people. They come from different cultures and places, and they carry with Uh them, you know, all kinds of attitudes. But also on the receiving end from the public, it's not always pleasant. Yeah. And you got to put yourself in a position where you're always representing not just the state of Florida, in my case, but you're representing the citizens who hired you to do this job. And if it's not fair, for one, it can't be fair for anyone. Yeah. So it so you say something. You just have to. You're being paid to. And whether you're being paid to or not, it's the right thing to do because it's just not fair. All that number. So. I just kind of wish these people would evaporate. Uh, They're not going to. Yeah. But hey, we have to we have to speak that truth to power, yeah. so to speak. That's all. Yes. Hey, listen. We'll get our first. Okay, this is a forced one. I'm going to see what happens when I. You're going to talk to me. I'm thinking Abby's here. Just uh, answer yes or no question. Come on. Talking to me or are you talking to Abby? Ta- talking to Abby, but I'm talking to you too, just so you know, Joe. Okay. I'm, I'm going to merge this. So uh, I, I'm going to say goodbye just in case we get separated because this will be the end of okay. the show. But if it works, okay, there it is. I'm hitting the arrow. Hit the arrow. Hello. Abby. Hello. Hello. Now we're Abby, together. Abby doesn't. Now, yes. Hello. She's- Hello. Hello, hey. I'm here. Good. That's, it works. Hey, Joe. See how easy it is? Hey, Abby. How are you? Yeah. Good. How about you, Joe? I'm doing wonderful. I'm just so happy that the, a phone call came through. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> See? Awesome. See how it works, folks? Abby, I'm... Joe, ask her any question you want now. Abby, where are you? I'm home. That's wonderful. How She's many feet Sky's away room. from Jim are you? <laughs> in the bathroom. She just oh no, I'm not. I'm sitting with my daughter here. Oh, good. So, are you are you just being a good test subject? Is that what this is? Yes. See, I just wanted a show. See, good. we just ended a show like that. That was what the arrow was for. And now we know. Okay. We are so technologically Honey, thank retarded. You. you know what? She made me a nice cup of coffee and all that. I do appreciate that. She's very uh, oh, helpful. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you, honey. Very sweet. Uh-huh. Uh, thank okay. you. Okay. Nice talking to you, Joe. Okay, Joe. Same here, Abby. Okay. Well, uh-huh. listen. Bye. So, folks, you see so, that folks. we can do it. So, once again, it's 407-392. What's that for? Six... The next time will be four five six three. So, see how easy that is, Joe. It's very easy. All I got to okay. do is punch yeah. the numbers. Yep. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, I'll fill in the blanks with that. It's just gonna. It's just gonna say live show. I guess I better do that. Joe, thank you. Um, we'll You're do welcome. This again. Okay. Absolutely. Maybe we will. Uh, like I told you, I didn't fake it. I didn't fake it. We knew it was uh, Abby. Okay. 
<laughs> the music's All right, going to be Take playing care. in a couple seconds. Three, two. Oh, you're playing the music. Hey, I'm just going to talk over the music. That's perfect, Joe. That's what you can't hear it now. <laughs> I don't hear shit. No, I don't hear it. I hear it. If I turn it up, and I'm just talking. How about that? No, I don't hear it. No, wow, it is loud. Sorry, guys. Okay, Joe. I'll see you. Good job. All right, man. You take care.